Can you tell me about your dad? You're awesome. Dada. Dada. Mace, say daddy. 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 The heart. I like how you like cars. What's your favorite thing to do with daddy? When we build snowman together. Ooh. Remember we built one together? I do. With balloons. I like that you always have fun with me. What's something kind of hard about your dad? Getting frustrated. <laughs> when you told me what to do and I don't want to do it. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. I feel like I love you. I love you. Hi, I'm Justin, girl dad of two. And I'm Freddie, boy dad of three. We're two friends on a mission to be the best dads possible. While leaving a record for our kids to know who we are in the season of our lives. Welcome to the Love Dad Podcast. Good morning, Freddie. Dude, good morning, Justin. Good morning. <laughs> uh, it's funny because typically we're talking in the wee hours of the evening. And now we're talking in the, the wee hours of the morning. Um, yeah. <laughs> the three-hour time difference uh, makes for a, um, well, not that big of a hurdle, but big enough of a hurdle for us to really think through when we're going to be able to talk. Because either, A, uh, children can't be coming in and out of the room that you're in, while you're there, uh, be one mm-hmm. of us has to be awake um, if we're gonna if our children are gonna be asleep, uh, and uh, and see it's gotta be like n- not during the middle of a work day because we gotta do that too. So because uh, we've got that little thing to deal with. I know, I know, and so you know we're gonna keep playing around a little bit, see how uh, the energy goes. So we've got morning energy from you. We've got. Uh, morning raspy voice from me <laughs> it's gonna be another hour or two before my voice comes to normal but uh that's fine that's fine yeah. we'll go full radio dj on this one this is like um it's like catching a f- reasons to wake up as early as you did 4 30 4 catching a flight and going fishing like those are the only two things i can think of that are like oh yeah that's and a good hanging reason. out with one of my best but and we just added <laughs> recording a podcast at four in the morning. I'm actually kind of into it. Um, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours, Travis, uh, the other day. I don't know him super well. I'm just starting to get to know him a little bit. Um, I'll, an acquaintance of mine, a friend of yours, Travis, uh, and he, he said, it sounds bad, but I have this agreement with my wife that if I'm going to do stuff, you know, volunteer, something for myself, it's going to be in the mornings. <laughs> it's going to be in the morning so that the evenings are for the family. And that's pretty much what we have agreed for ourselves too, which is it's got to be, you know, not conflicting with our family's lives as much as, as possible. And that is, it's been working out so well, well so far generally. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How's your week been? Um, week's been good. We started a a couple of home projects. So we, um, yeah, we were going to do like a big renovation 
and still plan to, but it'll be way farther down the road than maybe what we had originally thought. So we just needed to get a little bit more space for these children. Yeah. So we're getting a fence put in because we got to get a fence put in. Um, that'll really help with the boys being able to just be outside and not have to worry about anything. So fence is going to get in. Um, we're re we're finishing in a a carport into like this playroom wrestle room area wrestlemania great love yeah. wrestlemania yeah and um yeah just a couple other things like painting little projects to make it uh, a little bit more ours uh katie and i are notorious for just kind of manipulating every wall in a house yeah to become a wall we've touched yeah, uh, which is fun. It comes with its challenges, but yeah, that's been our that's been our week. So it's kind of like this exciting. There's been a really long gap between that. I say that for us, it's been a really long gap. It's it's almost been a year, Justin, since I've done home <laughs> projects. Since so. you put in new trim, yeah, uh, I was gonna say trim is always the last thing. Like, I'll get to it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I the think first... we put in. I think we put in trim in your first home uh, on like. Like a month before you sold it. Sold it, it. yeah, which was like <laughs> two years after we bought it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, we're doing trim this weekend, guys. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Jordan looks around our house all the time and she's like, I hate, I hate the trim because the people that p- built the house put trim that was not her favorite in. She's like, trim is like eyebrows. You notice when it's bad. You don't notice when it's good. It's the eyebrows of your house. And I wow. notice our, our house's eyebrows are bad. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's so good at that, at like coming up with those little things. The eyebrows of the house. It's so true. And I love doing like trim work, finish work. Like it's so fun to me. It, it's, you know, it's kind of tedious to get it right and make it look good. But when you do, she's right, man. It just it just kind of dresses everything up. Yeah, it's a nice window trim. You, you guys are doing the thing, which is the same thing that we do, which is the pressure of not liking something in the house builds, builds, and builds until it's just like I've come home and now you know the vanity's out because <laughs> Jordan is like, I'm done with Time it. Time for this now, to go. <laughs> Now, now we're going to replace it. All right. <laughs> so I went, I was in Arizona for a, for a few days, like four days. I think I flew in on a Wednesday evening, flew back on a Sunday evening. So um, it wasn't even, yeah, it was, I think it was three, four days, whatever. And by the time I got back, Jordan had completely remodeled the laundry room. And I was like, she was just like, I just couldn't look at it anymore. So, <laughs> so, I, so I've, I needed this done, and I only had one kid here. And so I, and I, then I had to finish by the time you got home because I wasn't going to leave a half finished project before you got home. It's like, okay. Wow. She's a wild woman. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing, man. How's, how's your week been? Uh, all in all, pretty good. Um, yeah, we've had uh, we've had some uh, some ups and downs for uh, uh, 
kids and how they've been feeling and emotional briar is still and uh she's finding her voice and most of the time that voice is is a yelling voice uh so we've been working through that with her trying to teach her but she's she seems to be coming out of it some a little bit yesterday uh in a way that's like is this a light at the end of this yelling tunnel or is it a uh false hope because her voice is just tired uh it's hard to know um but uh one of the big things is i I know we talked last week about uh layla doing uh kindergarten assessment we got to talk through somebody talk through it with somebody this week and uh it was really encouraging there's a there's a few things that are really encouraging about it one is um yeah she is pretty smart she like (laughs) so the funny thing we laughed every time uh something like this came up in the conversation with the teacher or whatever and it was uh well yeah, she's definitely ready ready for kindergarten. She she scored like ninety seventh percentile in the academic portion Let's of it. Go, but like you know, sixtieth, seventieth percentile on the motor skills <laughs> section of it. So still above average, but clear a big difference between her mental and physical ability. Uh, and we were laughing because we're like, we're pretty sure Briar's going to be the exact opposite. She's going to be like 99th percentile on all of her gross and fine motor skills. And then maybe like, you know, 50, 60, 70th percentile on on uh, the yeah. academic side. So this are, that was good. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. What a smarty pants. You guys should be so proud. I love that. Super proud. Yeah, the more encouraging side of it was just the... She's like, she would, they talked about how great of a listener she was and that she was fun and interactive with the teacher and like friendly and, and explained things about our family and just like interacted with this one teacher. It's like a one on one, right? Yeah. Doing this assessment. And this person was brand new to her. And so it was really encouraging because sometimes I feel like you're at home and it's easy to only notice all of the, you know, accountability and discipline that you do with your kids instead of and you're like are they are they learning what i'm teaching them yeah right instead of actually getting to experience those benefits of them learning it uh, not that it maybe isn't happening at home but um being able to hear that is like oh great um it is like sticking in there and the more consistent we are about it the more uh the more and more it's gonna like build (laughs) build this foundation in this kid forever for her whole life yeah that is super encouraging and i totally i think you guys are right into that sweet spot with her going into kindergarten where you're going to start to see those things flourish that you didn't even know were there didn't even know that they were picking up like things that we see in wesley when he's in environments with just other students or with a new teacher or whatever it is or things that they say about you you're like no way he didn't he did that or said that like that's so sweet and kind like I know. it's like <laughs> and every parent says it it's like well why is that kid in my house and it's like well i don't know it's just one of those things that i never you guys are like you're gonna see it more and more and more everywhere where yeah she's in a new place she's around new people and she'll just wow you with 
her kindness or her love or her thoughtfulness or whatever it is, things that you didn't even realize because, yeah, yeah they have been raised in an environment where those things are important. And, and so we've, I found those things in Wesley where it's like, dude, I don't even, like, I have no idea whose kid you are because somebody's telling me something that is completely opposite of how you're treating your brothers right now. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, you get to those points where, like I was saying a little earlier, it feels like the only thing that I'm doing is stop doing that. Be kind to your sister. Please pick up your clothes. You know, it's just, just, uh, instruction and correction feels like the lion's share of what I'm doing that day or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or sometimes even that season. Um, so it's been really a, a good reminder to <laughs> stop and smell the roses in kind of two aspects. Like Jordan teared up at the end of the interview or a little bit toward the end of that conversation or whatever, because it became, even though, you know, kids going to school is a good thing. It's good. It, it's good. It'll be good in our home to, you know, continue to have all those interactions with a variety of kids and adults, which is really good. Um, to you know, having two kids at home is not easy. Um, right. Having three kids at home is definitely not easy, uh, and so having that separation um, during the day and during the week at, at times will be uh, a good opportunity for you know being able to accomplish things and to refocus and whatever those things look like it's also the end of an era and so uh, it's time you're not going to get back again and even though it's exciting and positive it's also kind of sad because she's five and she's like every time i look at her i swear she's just a little bit more of like a little human instead of a little baby and it's 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 wild yeah that is such a such a big reminder. Yeah, we we pulled up a photo yesterday. Or Maze goes to it's like a Montessori type thing twice a week, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. And he's actually hilarious to watch with the other kids. Dude, he's like so sweet to the other kids. He like walked up to this kid, <laughs> this kid who is, and they're all like real little, you know. They're all like in that year and a half to maybe two and a half years old yeah and he just walks up to this little girl and she's like dinking around on this tiny piano little kid piano and he like just put his hand on her shoulder and just watched her play oh. for, like, <laughs> for like a minute and i was like oh like if one of his brothers was on that thing like there would be a ripping out of her hand yeah, <laughs> it was so sweet <laughs> um you're not wrong and like and, but even just seeing the growth in them I mean, maybe he wouldn't have been that way, you know, nine months ago or whatever. Right. Because <laughs> um, Layla or Briar, excuse me, Briar, like I've mentioned before, she had a, a slapping baby's face, right? Yep. Uh, right in the face, usually. <laughs> um, I know. But we were at my brother's house um, this weekend, uh, and she was like enamored by his six month old baby, like enamored. And so she would go up to him and just want to like touch his head and like hold him. She always was trying to hold him. She was trying to grab him and like squeeze him. And we're like, okay, that's maybe too nice, too much, too much niceness. 
and, and so it's yeah but it you know still here just even yesterday Layla was like she's pulling my hair <laughs> it's like ah, I okay yeah. <laughs> so we still got a little bit of a ways to go with your sister yeah oh it's such a process such a process so good though um it is. part of the process Justin and what we are going to get in today is the process of not only raising children, but raising children with our spouses um, and the challenges and the opportunities and the differences, I don't know, maybe, in yeah. um, how not only we support our kids, but support our wives, um, where in our situations, both of ours, the bulk of the daily sustaining of life is on is on mama is that that's fair for jordan as well yeah oh yeah yeah for sure um i think there's a few things to <laughs> put as a, a as a little uh viewer you know, discretion yeah discreet viewer <laughs> discretion here at the beginning uh um one is um you and i are both married to our first wives and all of our children are our own biological children. So that's, you know, we, we, we know that's not the same for everybody. Right. Uh, we both have a situation where, um, our wives don't work full-time career jobs. Um, and so like you said, a bulk of the home responsibility is on them. And so really the big thing is, is yeah, this is our perspective just like always, but, feels important to say for this one only because all of these, like the more I talk to people, the more I get to know them and their situations um, and families, every single one is different and unique. So, yeah, you know, we might be a little similar, but <laughs> we're going to be pretty different from everybody else we talk to. Yeah. And the absolutely. second thing is, the second thing is um, some of these things, Jordan, some of, some of these things are things I'm trying to do, working on doing, not necessarily things that I do super well right now <laughs> <laughs> or super consistently right now. Just things that I've been trying to work on, and, and she'll know these are the ones that we've talked about before. Um, so just continuing to try to put them into practice and be more consistent about them. Yeah, absolutely. And those are two good good disclaimers. It's, en- it's encouragement to me to hear other husbands talk about like here's our challenges or here's what my wife struggles with and that might not even be anything that katie struggles with but hearing them like recognize like this is really important to her and maybe it's a really difficult thing for me to do or maybe it's a something that i'm not naturally bent towards but hearing them like recognize it and say this is what i'm trying to do to support her or love her well it's encouraging so i guess that's sort of the the baseline of where we're operating and it's just encouraging one another and here's what it looks like for me to support katie and for you to support jordan so katie also same disclaimer i love you (laughs) love you (laughs) uh all right so uh young kids at home seven and under what's a thing that you know either you are doing, you have been working on doing, or uh, you have as a current goal to do to yes. support your wife in raising these kids. Yes. So um, something that I know 
adds significant value to my marriage, my house, and my overall wife's well-being is a clean home. I am not a clean person. (laughs) (laughs) I do see your background. (laughs) This is your area. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, three young boys, not clean humans. So my wife is surrounded by four unclean that sounds like yeah. sounds like i'm in a bible verse the four unclean yeah, um, exactly <laughs> yeah unclean and so it's it's simple things it's little things but that is like the biggest way i can love and support her currently that's just super practical is like getting the dishes done or keeping the living room picked up or picking up uh, after the boys, you know, their their room's a mess. So um, that's like the most practical thing that adds a lot of value to my wife because it is, um, it just changes. Yeah, it's a huge attitude swing for her. She wakes up to a, a messy kitchen. It's like the day's already started on the wrong foot and it's something where it's like okay i can take the 20 minutes before i go to bed or whatever it is or stay up 20 minutes later and just knock these out um, yeah and it has a huge effect yeah jordan and i are both messy not great um the problem is is that similar to katie jordan is um finds more peace when things are uh, have less you know clutter Especially yeah. clutter is a big one. Um, so <laughs> somebody even said this yesterday. It's funny. I was, I was in a conversation yesterday and somebody said, uh, external order brings me internal peace. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Um, because uh, what I find is that it builds up this stress in the back of Jordan's mind faster than it builds up in mine. Yeah. Um, and to a point where it's like, we need to get this picked up and done. Right. Right. Um, but then it's this whole big effort to do. But if you do what you're saying, where it's like, I'm just going to spend 20 minutes doing this. It'd be great. My dad is incredible at this with dishes. This is the thing that makes me most angry about my dad, um, ever. Uh, That's not true, (laughs) but it's one of the things that it makes me feel the most inadequate is, uh, he, he is like the master at, Dinner's done. Let's just do the dishes right now. Yeah. We'll just finish them. Sometimes to a fault. It's like, well, maybe, you know, it's family dinner night or whatever. We could probably pause for 15 minutes. But but most of the time, 99.9% of the time, all it does is just get the thing out of the way so that right. it's not something left for later. Yeah. Um, so that's something we've been trying to do, put into practice as well as trying to teach Layla the same thing, which is just like, it's so it's not a bad like it's not bad to clean your room. We are both bad at cleaning our rooms, your mom and I, but we, you like we're going to help you learn yeah. this better than you know we did. Um I didn't learn the lessons my parents taught me for cleanliness and organization. So we're trying to teach her. Yeah, it's a tough one. And I think about it. So for me, I um yeah, I I'm not a clean person. It doesn't bug me until and this is where I actually got really convicted. This actually, this past weekend, started pulling on all these tools and everything to 
to finish up the, or start this project, you know? Yeah. And it drives me absolutely nuts when I can't find what I need, when I know I got it. And like the, like Katie spends a good amount of time and a decent amount, like not a absorbent amount, but a decent amount of money organizing things like in the kitchen, like things are organized. They got little boxes and bins and everything like this. Yep. I spend very little money trying to keep and organize a garage. Like it's never been organized. And I don't know why it's like, I could just go like bite the bullet, get one of those like $1,500 like rolling tool chests and organize it all. But I haven't done it. And uh, it, what's better is just get one of those little, um, they look like, like a roller suitcase, but it's like a stackable tool toolbox because oh, you get, get a rolling tool chest, you won't be able to bring it where you need. And you're like, this is stupid. There's not going back in this tool chest. I you have know, a set of those. I have too many things. You just don't put, in, put them in there? Yeah. <laughs> too many. Um, but it's like, oh my gosh, that's, my, that's how my wife must feel. Like when I go downstairs and I'm like, I need, I know I've got this tool and I need it. And I can't the laser level, the classic laser <laughs> level, where you got so angry, you just bought another laser <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I ended up finding it, though, so now I got two. <laughs> uh, what about you? What's a practical one outside of, um, yeah, outside of just maybe keeping the house in order? That, yeah, because that really chores, chore splits being consistent about that is definitely something that, trying to do better at because um where we are a little bit different is you spend quite a bit more time at home than i do um with how your work yeah goes i i commute and then i spend nine hours at the office nine ten hours at the office and then i come home um so it's you know oftentimes a 11 or 12 hour day um away from the house yeah um, and, or more, whatever that it looks like less sometimes. Um, but the, so being consistent about the timing of when I do that stuff has been really important. Um, just again, trying to do it right away. has been a balancing act for that. Like I'm trying to do better at like doing the dishes right away is a really funny one, but it's true. Just like I, if I do it right after we're done eating, It'll feel like I'm sacrificing time with the kids, but if I do it right away, you know, it's not three days worth of dishes that take an hour. It's you know that night's worth of dishes to put away, and it's ten minutes, you know. Yeah. Um, but another one for uh, that I've been trying to, we've been really talking about a lot, and really only recently started putting into practice is just trying to carve out specific times that Jordan gets to not be in this home environment. Um, get some separation from the house she spends most of her time in with the kids she spends most of her time with, um, yeah. you know, trying to do something weekly uh, or quarterly for going away, like away, away for maybe overnight. Um, trying to find like, like last night she went to dinner with a mutual our mutual good friend Reb, which was great. So trying to just say like, all right, like, all right, Tuesdays, Tuesdays are your night to go, out yeah um and just trying to make that a part of our rhythm and routine as a family because i have i have changes in environment 
every day because I have two environments that I spend most of my time in. I have home and I got work as two different environments. Jordan's home environment is her work environment, is her, you know, rest environment and, and the work never stops and it's never, there's always something more to be done. And so getting her a little bit of space from that has become a priority that uh, I am very focused on uh, keeping sacred. That is super important to be able to recognize the separation needed. And that's something that Katie and I often talk about and has actually come up recently is her saying like, Oh, well you don't even have to like for me to, for me to add like a coffee date to my work day. Yeah. is like, Oh, that's no big deal. Like you just, someone invites you to coffee and you get to go. You don't have to worry about the kids or where they're at or anything like that. And that is probably the biggest thing that we're working through and that I need to, to figure out. Cause I get like, Def- I get oddly like defensive and it's like, what? Like I, I don't know. I don't do a very good job loving, loving her through that. Cause I get defensive of being like, well, I'm not like, it's like, I'm not going to get my work done. And dude, Justin, I, I say the worst things. I say the worst things <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it's like, so, um, I mean, you're not wrong though. It's, it's a similar thing, which is just like, I think that it's human nature to um, want to justify uh, that somebody's right and somebody's wrong, right? Like that, mm-hmm. that, that there is a that there is a winner and a loser, and that I'm correct and you're not. And so, but I don't think that's always true. So when when it is like you know, hey, I Jordan says something like I am dealing with this. This is something that I need. Um, and it feels like it's like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like I'm at work. I have to go to work. Like we have to pay our bills, and you know, we we have to make sure that we um, have a career and it's important, or that I have a career that supports our family in the long run. Um, or we do, if that is the choice that we decide to make. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's not. It's not like an attack on me. It's a need of hers. (laughs) And so it's just the way of uh, highlighting that there is a difference like that. Maybe I can't recognize, Um, but I get the same way. It's just like, I don't know know what you want me to do about this. Like I can't, I'm not going to like leave like, or, you know, I, it's hard for me to leave early or to, to go in late all the time. I got to figure that out. Um, but that's not really what she's asking for. And so figuring out what the real need is that needs to be filled um, right. for her has been important. And part of it is, to your point, um, she has a pretty lack, a big lack of, of flexibility um, yeah. to be able to make that decision. I mean, like going to the grocery store can be difficult, right? Um, yes. Because... Because where it's like, oh yeah, I'll just stop in after work. I'll just stop in after work and I'll grab those four things. It's fine. She's like, it took you an hour to go to the grocery store. It would take me ten minutes. It's like, uh, sorry, I'm bad at it. But she's like, you're bad at it because you have the luxury to be bad at it because no kids are yelling at you, nobody's hungry, nobody's bored, ready to go home. (laughs) Like, and she's 100 percent right. Um, So figuring out those ways of saying, what can I fill that need? Like, how can I help fill that need? Where it's 
the need is truly to be, you know, filled with interaction and to be refilled and, and not have this, have all inputs be somebody needs something of me, which is, I think is what it really ends up being. Yeah. Somebody always needs something for mama. Uh, and, uh, especially the baby right now, she's big old mama's girl. And so when mama's not around, she is great with me. But if mama is around, she wants in this season, not much to do with me. Yeah. It's really hard. It is hard to have have those little ones run around and moms needing everything from everybody at all the times. And so another thing that I wrote down here thinking about how to support Katie specifically well is like setting a good example of um, – and Katie, as you're listening to this, this, is, this isn't anything sneaky that I try and do. <laughs> but just setting a good example of a good attitude um, – like trying to do hard things often and like talk about it, you know? So it's like raising, raising kids is a hard thing and it's overwhelming and it's difficult and it's, it's like requires all of you. Um, and so just, and I've been really bad at it, but just being like, okay, I'm going to wake up early and something as simple as like, I can get up early and work out and get my day started and have the coffee ready and like set this example of like, I'm going to, I'm going to do hard things along with you that are basically not setting the standard, but just as an example of together, like, yeah, together we can wake up early. We can do our devotionals, you know, in different rooms. We can pray together before the kids get up. Like there's like so many things that I can do as, as like, supporting her by an example you know it's like yeah if katie and she said things like this like i just want to wake up early and like get these two things out of the way like my time in a devotional and my time to work out and it's like great you can do that and like if that's where i end which that's where i've ended it it's like it's this whole thing now she's got to do that by herself and then continue on with the kids by herself and it's like okay well i can i can be like hey i wrote up a workout we're gonna do tomorrow morning let's wake up at you know 5 30 we'll get it busted out you know and like right. something i just wrote down was basically like <laughs> i just wrote the word step up you know it's like hey we want to see our wives thrive and that's the biggest thing for me it's like i want to i want katie to know like how unbelievably amazing i think of a mom she is and just a person she is and how capable she is of doing hard things. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, why wouldn't I step up and like walk through some of those things with her? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's just something where I, cause I'm trying to, yeah. How do you, how do you relay how to Jordan? Like, man, like what you do is really hard and and it's really amazing. You're really good at it. You're really good at taking care of my daughters and that's beyond just uh affirming words, I guess. Yeah, the affirming words don't only go so far. Yeah. Um they would go they go further with me than they go with Jordan. Um really the way to to do that with her is to come alongside to your point of doing things with her, right? Uh, and 
maintaining similar priorities. The reason we're doing this as early as we are is because uh, in 45 minutes, uh, we have our morning workout. Jordan and I have our morning workout together. And that's something that she really wants. And she's, yeah, she's a force of will. Um, <laughs> she, we talked about this yesterday in this. I told you I was doing this like habits book, Atomic Habits with Work. And um, we had a discussion about it yesterday, some of us. And they were talking about like, oh, everybody needs triggers or like, you know, setting up your environment well or whatever. And I was like, I don't think my wife needs that because she just decides, no, I work out at 6 a.m. now. And then she is a force of will that just can will herself to do it forever. Um, However, from a mental, emotional side of things, the support that I can give for that is to come alongside and and do that with her. Like this is a priority of ours, not just a priority of yours. You're not alone in this. Um, It really comes to another thing that I wrote down, which is um, being consistent uh, in parenting, but also in life. Parenting is what I wrote down, but life, what we're talking about now is, is one of them where it's like, we stick to what we say we're going to do. That's like such a big value of Jordan's is put your money where your mouth is. Um, that when I don't do that, because there's even simple things like, okay, I should be out of here, out of work in 15 minutes. And then something happens and it ends up being 30 or 45. She's like, you said 15. I'm like, you're right. I did say 15. And something came up and now I'm making excuses. And now it <laughs> sounds worse. Um But being able to do that and say, okay, this is a value of ours and let's do this together um, is wildly important. Um, So, yeah, the workout stuff for sure is is one of those. Being healthy is one of those. So eating habits and workout habits is is big for for a consistency, for our family values. Um, We talked about the cleaning and organizing. But really for me, the biggest one is consistency and how we parent our children, uh, especially in the toughest moments, right? Which mm-hmm. is how do we want to approach this? How do we want to teach? What's our discipline strategy? What kind of parents do we want to be? What kind of kids do we want to raise? Um, being on the same page for that is really important uh, to us. We've seen too many times people that aren't and like one parent thinks that oh, this is fine. And one thinks something completely different and um, the amount of tension and stress that that can bring in some of our friends lives or, you know, people we've known um, it's hard. It's not easy. And so it, it, we just made it a value of ours to try to be consistent with that. And that is effort to stay on the same page, but it's definitely one of the ways as the, person that's home with them most often that I can be most supportive is, you know, maintaining that consistency that she is doing all day, encouraging her when that consistency starts to fall off on that side when I'm at home and it's, she's been dealing with it for eight hours and I, and I come home and I'm like, okay, maybe it's time to, to, to tag out here for a little bit so we can maintain that consistency and being okay with that doing that in a loving way, which I'm not always great at. Sometimes I'm like, babe, get out of here. <laughs> instead of instead of like, all right, hey, I got it. No problem. Yeah. Um, let me help. Yeah. Yeah. 
Those are good. Yeah, consistency is, <clears throat> I never thought about that, but consistency, or thought about it like that, but consistency is like showing a really sweet amount of love to be like, hey, like I could come home and just be like uh super dad and the kids are so excited to see daddy and you could come home with like treats and snacks and, you know, like all sorts yeah. of just things or gifts or I don't know, just be like this Disney dad, like, no, I'm not going to. You know, I only spend so many hours with the girls. I'm not going to come home and discipline. And, and it's like, okay, well, that has consequences not only for your children, but it's also, yeah, yeah. Mama's been dealing with the brunt of this. Right. It takes your legs right out from under your wife. Yeah. Right? Which is not great. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to go the other way either. So that's a balance, right? It's all a balance. Everything's a balance because I don't want to. I don't want to be the enforcer, but I also don't want to be a party dad. Here I am. Yeah. Dad's home. It's fun only. <laughs> fun only smiles aloud when dad's home. Like I don't I don't want that either. Let's um Yeah, it's it's a it's a balance for sure and it's way too easy to swing one way or another, right? Yeah. It's it's way too easy for me to uh swing into structure and discipline and let me let me hold everybody emotionally <laughs> together with the sheer force of my personality and will. Uh, it just, are, just doesn't work. It just we doesn't are work. such different people. I, I know. Oh. I was just thinking that. <laughs> because mine is the exact opposite. Mine is, if I'm going to, my thought is, if I'm going to be a bad parent, like essentially, uh, if, if a situation comes up where it's like, I don't have the emotional capacity to handle this child in a loving way that they need to. I will just, I go to the other way. I'm like, dude, whatever, whatever you want. <laughs> Wesley comes in and asks for like a dessert for the fourth time in a row. When I've told him, we've told him like, no. And it's like, I'm about to explode at him or something. I'm just like, dude, I don't care. Just whatever you want. You've got to do it. It's up to you. It's like, it just like wears me down. But it's like the other, my react. If I'm not able to respond lovingly, my reaction in anger is like yelling, you know? And it's like, that's yeah. not good. No. And letting him have the cookies not good. Nope. But if I'm going to be bad, I'm going to lean that way. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to lean to the cookie. Uh, okay, Justin, I got one final one. Oh, sorry. Were you Great. saying something? Nope. Okay, on the cookies. Oh, no, there's one other thing, I guess, on in the same vein as... Uh, I have it written down as a separate thing, but in the, while we're still talking about consistency, I, um, yeah, I have a, an office job that has meetings and, you know, at least eight to 10 hours of, you know, focused responsibility a day. That's, that's what, that's what I do. It's not, um, <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to, explain to someone like you who doesn't do that or to someone <laughs> like my wife who also doesn't do that um that it is it, yeah it's a it's a it's a time to really there's there's times where I don't look up you know from what I'm doing or the meetings I'm in or from I don't I don't take a breath for the whole day until I'm coming home um that happens um not great different podcast to talk about how to do better at that <laughs> Um, but one way that I have been trying to support the consistency of parenting and being consistently in the girls 
world from a, I want it to be more positive and, and disciplinary both sides. It tends to be a little bit more disciplinary or putting the wheels on the bus right now, but I'm trying to figure out a way to balance that a little bit more is I FaceTime from the office. I'll take, I'll take five minutes and I'll go out to the landing of, of my building. I'll sit in one of the common area tables and I'll FaceTime the girls for five or 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, I try to do that a couple times a day. Um, usually if I'm doing it a couple times a day, only one of them is positive and then the other three are, you know, Layla, nope. get your, you know, stop doing what, you know, it's just all that kind of stuff. You need to be nice to your mom. You need to listen. Why are you so frustrated by cleaning your room? You seem very upset. It's always that kind of stuff. Yeah. It feels like it's always that kind of stuff. So trying to find a balance with it, but really it does allow technology is amazing in the way that when I was growing up, like we had to call my dad's, you know, desk phone if we wanted to talk to him right at his, at his office. That's so funny. All right, I All right, got, what's your last thing? I got one more for supporting my wife, um, and that is date her often. That's good. So just putting the time in to allow her to, like you were saying, there was all these things like get out of the house, get dolled up. Like she, she's got, she loves. She's uh, Brooksy. You said it last time. Brooksy gets it from her little fashionista. My wife loves yeah. to. Get up and go, you know, like get dressed up and go out on the town, you know, like to be dated, to be pursued. Like that is important to her. And it's, it's like, I'm not just in yoga pants all day, you know, doing mom stuff. It's like I get to put right. on something and feel pretty. And that's really hard too, because it's like, dude, my wife's, my wife's a solid smoke show, you know. I'm attracted to her <laughs> always. It was like, but right. that doesn't matter because she doesn't feel that way. Right. And it's like it's important and valuable to just date her well. So that is something for us when we made this big move, it was like we are going to make this a priority, especially while the kids are little. While it's not like you know, if any of them are doing sports or whatever when they're older, like that, it just becomes harder and harder, you know, and chauffeurs and stuff like that becoming to get and everything. So we are trying to do at least once a week a date, whether we leave the house or not. But like, and it just, it just helps. It helps us connect. It helps me to listen. <laughs> helps me to work on being a better listener, asking her good questions about the boys in the family and what she needs help with. Um, or just like not talk about any of those things and just, just connect well with my wife, not as a mom, as, as the, the woman I fell in love with. The dating side is always something that Jordan and I have not not done a great job at for a number of reasons before it was because Jordan would wake up at three 30 in the morning to get ready for work or whatever when she was a personal trainer. And then it was because we had young kids and then it was, you know, something else. And, and then now it's just not a habit. Yeah. <laughs> it's really what it comes down to. And so we're, we're trying in the similar vein to trying to get Jordan some time away. We're also trying to schedule the, the times that we get to go out, um, even if it's just for 
an hour or two. Um, yeah. To, to take some time away. Um, try to not make it always just going to dinner. Um, and not always going to a movie. Because that was his story. Was like, oh, if I have a date night, I guess let's go see a movie. It's like, cool. Nice to sit next to you for three hours and not talk to you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know? Um, we've struggled with that, honestly, for a long time. It's just figuring it out. And that's, you know, something I should probably do a better job of taking charge of. Because it's a desire of ours. Uh, both of ours. Um, it's just not always easy to... Oh, squeeze it in and is what it feels like. You have to be really intentional about it. Yeah. No, that's expensive. So we have a, uh, we've got a reoccurring babysitter that is here. Like you're saying, whether it's for two hours or six hours or whatever it is, like um, our babysitter is amazing. The boys love her. So she comes six o'clock Friday nights and uh, yeah, each week looks different. Sometimes it is, you know, a, a dinner and a movie. So off, oftentimes what we've been doing, which is actually really fun, is our other friends who have kids. So Katie and I will go out to dinner and then we'll wrap up at like, I don't know, 7.38 or whatever. And then our friends, their kids have gone to bed, but now they can't go anywhere because their kids are in bed. And so we'll just like go to their house or something and yeah, just play cards or hang out for a little bit. Um, it is, it is, it is difficult and it's not always pretty. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's been a big one for us. Uh, and I mean, is like, there's all these, all these things that we've been talking about that it's not like a good date fixes a bad week, you know? No. But it allows for us, it has allowed us to have an opportunity to just reconnect and talk about it or um, things like that. So it feels like it should be like the cherry on top of a good week, not like the aloe vera cream on a sunburn from a bad week. You know, right. it's like, this isn't, yeah. this is a joyful thing, not like a healing thing. So, uh, yeah. but sometimes it's either anyway. Yeah. You have time for a hot take. Oh, hit me with it, brother. This is going to be, I think one that we're going to be different on. We'll see, though. We'll see. Um, sports and activities. Uh, the level of commitment to sports and activities in kids uh, has changed dramatically since when I was that age, mm-hmm. um, at least in the world. Um, uh, it seems like, you know, kids take, you know, and we've talked about it before. They take you know all AP classes instead of just one. Uh, kids uh, are doing select sports pretty consistently, um, or other activities, or clubs, or robotics, or whatever. Like it's just, a, just pick your poison, and there's a club for you. Um, how do you expect, or what are your thoughts around keeping how you how you handle those? How much time do you spend on them? What do you sign up for? What's the boundary, if any? What does it look like for you and Katie? And have you guys talked about that before? Oh, wow. Talked about it quite a bit. I love team sports. Um, I love the lessons that come from team sports. So I would, I really want my boys to 
be I would really enjoy for them to be in a team sport. Uh, if they're not in a team sport, not interested at all, that's totally fine. But some sport will be uh, required, sort of a thing. Um, outside of team sports, my next thing would be, okay, let's go for lifetime sports, right? Um, tennis. Uh, pickleball is a huge thing now. Like pickleball. Yeah. Skiing. Um Obviously, we don't live in a great place to go skiing, but if it's like if when we do take that trip and it becomes something that they are excited about, like, okay, this is a lifetime sport. Like you can do this for your entire life. Um, Yep. So that would be the next big desire in terms of. For me, in terms of like. um, Crazy club sports becoming your whole world and identity and life. I am very wary of that in a couple of instances. I think number one, just the time that it, it, it takes away and be kind of comes, it kind of becomes the entire family identity, Mm -hmm. especially if it's around like one kid, like let's say I got three boys, pick one of them. It doesn't matter which one. And they're the, they're the, you know, rock star, all, you know, all star, whatever, at whatever team. Yep. And it's like, okay, we're all going down to Atlanta for the the weekend tournament. And then, oh, next weekend we're up in Knoxville. And then the next week we're actually flying to D.C. for a tournament. And then we've got whatever it is. And it's like, oh, this could take up a lot of the family's time, energy, and money. Not that yep. that's a bad thing at all. Um, but I think when it's just for one, if it were just for, to be for one of our sons, it would be really hard for me to, yeah. to kind of keep going down that path. Um, and then my last thing is multi, multi, uh, multi-sport athletes are, oftentimes way more well-rounded different coaches different environments different muscle movements especially when they're young and developing when you're talking to you know when you're talking to like d1 college football recruiters they're not looking for someone who's only played football their entire life at least this is what it was when i this is what the conversation was 10 years ago i don't know if it's changed maybe it's changed but, I think uh, training's changed some, but but I think the the thought process still is the same. Yeah, like a multi sport athlete reveals that you can do a couple of different things. That you're not just so invested in who you are as this person. You know, I'm not just a baseball player, but I'm an athlete in general. I can be coached by multiple different people. Like, there's a lot of things that come from being a multi sport athlete, which again would be my desire like we do we have a breadth of things that we're good at or even not good at but we enjoy doing um so yeah that's the hot take the hot take is find something you enjoy um as a as a parent remove at for me remove myself from my like oh man i would love these things uh, a couple of non-negotiables we kind of talked about was like you got to play some sport something outdoors will have to be uh you know to have 
I'm reading this book. It's called uh, Outdoor Kid, Outdoor Kids in the Indoor World by Steve Rinella. Yeah, um, I love me some meat eater, which is what he's known for. It's a great book, but it's just talking about like the importance of getting our kids outside in nature. Um, that's a huge desire, and um, yeah, Katie's experience was completely different. She did not play volleyball until like middle school, and she played one year in middle school. And then some coach saw something in her, an athlete that could be developed. And she ended up going to play club, living that life where it was like, it was around Katie's volleyball, you know? And Whitney did, I think, something similar, but maybe not as intense. She participated, but not to the same level. Yeah. And then Katie got a... A full ride scholarship to play Division One volleyball at the University of Portland, which is an unbelievable achievement that probably wouldn't have happened without that level of dedication. So we literally come from. And you wouldn't be married if she hadn't done that. Oh, <laughs> I mean that's, that's so a, everything is for a reason. Yeah, for sure. And it's all about priorities and and what you, at least for our family, it's like what are the priorities that we want to have? And then are we organizing our time commitments to support those priorities? And so, like you said, like it's great if you want to travel and do that. And that's a priority of yours and your family has made that decision and wants to do that. Then then great for us. We've talked about it. Just, it, it did not work out well for Jordan in the same way that it did for Katie. She did a niche sport for a long, long time did competitive cheerleading for a long, long time. Um, And then when she was done with it, it was done. Yeah. Kind of forever. (laughs) And so um, it's just uh, the cautionary thing from her side is, you know, we don't want our kids' identities to be wrapped up in this. We also don't want them to prioritize, um, prioritize things that are momentary, um, unless we are able to partner them with something that's long lasting. Right. So I did martial arts for 20 years before our studio shut down and that took up a big chunk of time. It was three to five days a week, a couple hours a night, you know, right. Uh, it's not, there's not a small commitment. And, um, I mean, it was continuable as long as the place was around right? <laughs> uh, for me. I could do it till I was 60. It didn't matter. Right. Um, but the, the, uh, the thing that we are both paying attention to is we want our kids to have something they enjoy. We, want, we have some non-negotiables to the things we want them to do and, and learn skills, things that build, like you're saying, the same stuff as a multidisciplinary athlete, multi-sport athlete could do. We want that for them, but, uh, we also don't want that to become them. Like we, like they are more than the things they do. And so we're trying to find the balance between that. I don't really have a good hot take like, ah, sports are stupid. Like I don't (laughs) believe that. Um, but I do the, the main focus for us at least is what humans are we hoping to teach and build and, and like be a part of the building process for, what's important to that building process and how do we make sure that they have a really good sense of self and like self-worth and self-identity that's not wrapped up in, you know, something that can go away. Yeah. Right. 
you you bust your knee, you're no longer going to be a D1 athlete. Right. <laughs> like it's just so if that's the thing that's going on, um, you know, maybe you're an amazing athlete, but then you then you burn out. Right. Like right. if that's what your uh, identity is wrapped up in, I don't want my girls to crash from that. Maybe I can't protect them from that fully, but I don't want them to take a, a big nosedive because something that their identity was wrapped up in um, is no longer available to them for some reason. That's what happened to me. Yeah. Right. Um, when the Taekwondo studio ended when I was 30, like I was not, I was not young. Right. Um, it was a big hit. It was a big hit to my, like, I don't know, emotional well-being because a part – it had felt like a part of myself died. Yeah. And so part of me just wants to figure out how to protect my girls from that um, without keeping them away from doing the things that will build uh, great skills and relationships in their their world. So – Yeah, I think – More to come. No, I, I totally agree. But the hard part is on that specific issue of identity is anytime you do anything for that long, that consistent, it is a part of your identity, whether it's how much of your identity, whether it's right. like Justin is a fighter or I am good because I'm good at fighting or Right. I get my self-worth because I can, you know, I've got accolades in fighting. It's like that's where the, the line has to be. But it definitely, like Katie had similar things when she stopped playing volleyball. It's like, oh, my gosh, like who am I? Right. Because when you do something every day for years. Yep. And like it is, it is a part of your identity. So it's a hard, it's a hard line because you're right. It's like. We don't want that to be where you are getting your validation from. But in, de- in terms of like, I, it'd, it'd be like if uh, if your boss called you and was today and was like, "Don't come in, never again, you're fired." It's like oh, yeah. that's like a devastating like. Oh, this Justin, like how you support your family, like now that's into question. How like uh, a place that you've considered to have added value to is it's like yeah you would really struggle with that and you would make it through. But this immediate sort of like my ability to provide is part of my identity, which I don't yeah. think is a bad thing. I just think no. it has to be recognized and talked about. Um, anyway, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother, uh, whole nother pot, not a hot take. Yeah. We'll talk, uh, <laughs> we'll talk identity later, but really what the, what the goal that I have is summed up is, I want the strongest parts of their identities to be things that are uh, immutable and unchangeable. Yeah. Which is the same word said twice <laughs> for no reason. With the, um, with the just classic Justin I roll. On sports, classic. play them. If you think your kid's going to play D1, they're not. If you think they're going to play professionals, they're for sure not. Um, that's the reality. So check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> your kid's not that good. They're not going anywhere. Let them enjoy their sport wow. as long as they wow, possibly can. What a can. way to end! Way to way they end this uh, <laughs> this conversation. Super glad that we ended like that. Uh, uh, thanks for listening today uh, to our twelfth episode of the Love Dad Podcast. Let's go every Tuesday. New episodes dropping every every Tuesday. Um, 
And so we'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts or questions or hot takes or anything of that nature. You can email us at lovedadpod at gmail.com. And uh, from what we hear, we're not good. We don't know this stuff. So, But what we hear is that it can be helpful um, for the show's growth um, to have either ratings or reviews or, frankly, if you just tell somebody about it. If you have a dad that you're like, oh, they might like what these guys are talking about, uh, we would uh, be honored and blessed if you could share with them. Um, yeah, I think that's it yeah. for me today. Smash that like button. <laughs> Smash that like button. <laughs> love you, buddy. Later, love you. Maisie boy, you have an infectious smile. You just got your hair cut at the barber shop, and everyone thought you were the most adorable thing they've ever seen in the entire world. You are my son of pilgrimage, and I am thankful God gave me you. Love, Dad.